Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. Gonna be fun today. This is, this is a good episode. Lots of drama in the house today. First of all, I just got off a plane. Is that the dramatic part? 
a, a dramatic entrance. Mm-hmm. I literally just got off the plane, like Mick Jagger style. Mm-hmm. In from London. In your faux fur. In my faux fur. Okay. Always faux. Keep it real. Actually, there is a picture of me on the internet where I have some real fur trim circulating from like 10 years ago. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. That's old Jess. Nature. Old Jess. Old Jess. Before I knew better. Um, okay. Let's talk about Fashion Week, which I opted out of, but Jen was in the weeds, so she's going to report it. Report back. Yes. I'll tell you everything. Then we're going to talk about acid, y'all. Like trippy acid? Not the acid that you put in your face. Yes, we need to. Big drama in that world. Big drama in that world. And it's just, it's a really hot topic right now. And then we're going to talk about the biggest story circulating in the beauty world right now. Decium. Maybe you've seen the Insta story circulating. What is going on? Then, of course, a fabulous guest. Who is our guest this week, Jen? We have Lorraine Massey. She's the founder of Curly World. She knows everything about curly hair. But she just co-authored a new book called Silver Hair. So she's going to tell us all about gray hair, how to grow in your gray hair, maybe how to hide it. But we're more about embracing it. Embrace the You know, gray. 32% of women under 30 have already seen gray hair. I'm surprised it's not more. Uh, Well, it probably is more in our stressful world. Anyway, she has a great interview for us. Lots of tips. So stay tuned for that. You might have gray hair after this episode. Yeah, it's that much drama. Let's do it. There is so much interest right now in acid. Everybody's doing acid right now, Jen. Everybody's doing it. All the cool kids are doing acid. Alpha hydroxy, beta hydroxy, polyhydroxy. Lactic. Lactic. Mandolin. Yeah, those are all types of... Is that how you say it? M- Mandelic. Mandelic. Man- Mandelic. That's the al- apple one. Alpha. Kojic. Salicylic. Are you guys confused yet? You're There's got to be-, be another one. <laughs> There's tons. Anyway, what makes you talk about this today? Well, I think, you know, people have been doing acid on their faces for <laughs> a really long time. But it's very much like in the beauty mainstream right now because Glossier came out with their thing. It's just called like solution, which to me, it seems so like it's so serious, like just solution. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's a liquid, almost like a toner type liquid. It sounds th- religious. That solution. That has, <laughs> has multiple types of acids in it, much like the famous Biologique Recherche. The P50. Or the one from Pixie. Uh, Paula's Choice has one. Yes. Um, but... I was, you know, there, there, everyone's saying, like, which one's better, this, that. The other thing, everyone thinks they're a little scientist. I absolutely was entranced by Caroline Huron's, Huron's, mm-hmm. I always pronounce her name differently each time I say it. Caroline, how do I say her name? I love her website so much. We'll put a link to this article. She really went to town. She took them to task because she said, Glossier, you're using... Your um, your marketing approach is maybe not the best one because what they're doing, what Glossier has done, is rather than just tout why theirs is amazing, they've compared it to other brands and said, you know, this ours does this better than yours. You and you always get into trouble when you do that because, as Jeff pointed out to us so nicely on last week's episode, you can look at an ingredient label and see what's in a product, but it doesn't tell you percentages if yeah. it's not an active ingredient. It doesn't tell you how much or what they're mixed with. Mm-hmm. So the minute you get into the game of like ours has lactic, whereas mm-hmm. theirs has beta hydroxies, yeah. and then you have a problem because you actually don't know. You what's don't know jack about what's in a product just from the IL and the inky. In fact. Even I mean, you know some. Sorry, some. I just spoke over you, Jen. But you know, yeah. In fact, passionate. 
<laughs> you are impassioned. You might know it because it says the percentage on it. For example, 5% salicylic is like a standard, right? But that is not necessarily telling you it's 5% of the entire solution. That might be of their trademark thing that they put in there. They really don't have to tell you, unless it's a drug, exactly how much is in there. And it's... I think it's like everybody wants to play scientist and that's where people get into trouble. Yeah. So this leads to more confu- more consumer confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why people are between the consumer confusion and the consumer interest and the, you know, everyone playing scientist and also being a little overindulgent with the acids at their sinks. Yeah. We've got a problem. One of those problems acid abuse and some irritation and we've gotten a lot of emails about that lately how much is too much you know can i just say i feel like this i don't know a lot about marijuana but i feel like you know people always talk about in the 70s marijuana was out there and now it's so much stronger so people are like trying marijuana for the first time because it's legal in some states and they're like oh my god it's really strong i really feel like these acid products have gotten a lot stronger in the last decade do you agree I or people are just using that's them such more. a funny metaphor. I never I was like, where is she going with this? Like <laughs> reel it in, Jen, reel it in. No, I'm actually really with you. I don't know if it's they've gotten stronger. I think there's more of them out there on the market. One of the one of our um, listeners asked, can we actually like thin our skin and can we age ourselves by using this stuff? Mm-hmm. I asked Dr. Frank about this because mm-hmm. I knew he would have the answer. Dr. Paul Jarrett Dr. Frank, Paul Jarrett dermatologist Frank. here in New York. Yeah, he is not afraid of looking good. He is not afraid of, you know, a good exfoliator. He said that as for chemical exfoliators, these OTC ones, they're generally mild enough to cause no harm other than irritation. But obviously anything done excessively, abusively, they can cause damage. And probably what he means by abusively is that if your face is bright red for hours afterwards or you have stinging that lasts more than a couple seconds, you should be backing off and using it less frequently. I would even say check with your dermatologist because some of these acids don't work well with the active ingredients like retinoids and things like that. And the more that you are using these and you're making your skin more sun sensitive. Mm-hmm. You can be cause that, you know, you're, you're making the skin barrier, which is so important, thinner, more susceptible to, you know, to damage. You could actually be causing a problem that is what you were trying to like stop in the first place. You know, you're, you're actually damaging yeah. your skin. That glow could be short lived. Exactly. <laughs> so don't, you know, really like curb your enthusiasm a little bit with all of this like hyper exfoliation. I feel like this has turned into a drug thing. Like you guys don't do drugs. Don't do acid. <laughs> oh my God. Be careful with acid. Be careful with acid. Jess, I know you went off to London, left me all alone to deal with New York during fashion week. I forgive you. <laughs> Let me just say it's really fun to look at people in big puffy fur coats and like high heels in the pouring rain. Oh yeah, it looked so rainy. It was miserable. The first, I guess that wasn't the first two days. It was like day three and four. It looked so rainy. And I just, like people don't <laughs> stop. Like all the street style girls, they're like, they still want to get their picture snapped outside of the show. I saw a midriff. Yeah, like, and, and there was a lot of like these coats, like big checked coats, big fur coats. I'm talking about on the street style, not necessarily on the runways. And they just look soggy. I'm sorry. Oh. But I luckily, was indoors, like toasty, with like a coat. 
Um, well, I'm glad for you. I have some reports for you from backstage. Do tell. Lots of makeup. It's exciting because this is fall fashion week. Remember, the stuff oh. we're seeing now is what's going to be in stores in the fall. So the makeup, I always feel like, is a little bit more drama. Mm-hmm. The hair, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so already, tons of glitter for you glitter fanatics. That's not going anywhere. A lot on the eyelids, too. There's this Australian designer, Alice McCall, and she showed in New York for the first time. Honestly, I wasn't paying attention to the clothes because there was this shimmery, sunset, copper kind of eye situation going on. I was very into that. And, of course, Alexander Wang. You always got to look at what he's doing. Okay. What did you see? I saw something that I haven't seen since the junk drawer of my parents' house when I was growing up. (laughs) What is it? This claw clip. Oh, that everybody was calling a banana clip? It's not a banana clip. I feel like I was around when the clips came out. The banana clip is different. The banana clip is so different. What's the claw clip? The claw clip is that thing that if you put it on your arm, it actually really hurts. Yeah, you could wear them like bracelets. Oh. But he did it like almost like manes. Remember manes where like it, it's just like a mohawk yeah. but on the back of your head with a claw clip. So he did that as a style. I had a bunch of those growing up. Yeah, the youngins I don't want to see them again. Yeah, and the youngins were calling it a banana clip. And it's I was like, fucking banana oh, clip. kids, excuse my language. Let me, let me school you in the ways of the clippies. No, <laughs> but they really held your hair. Yeah, they do. Jonathan Simkai put the hair inside the necklaces like so it looked like a little hood almost I don't know I was like I kind of kind of into that I don't know it was like a little wait why did we can we go back to the claw clip yeah I'm sorry I'm just still trying to work it out why why do we know the reason why Guido did the claw clip yes that was Guido it's Guido does he need a reason no I just can't wait to ask him about it I honestly feel like sometimes they do it just to like get a moment and have people talking about it. Well, I'm talking because I was like going to sleep that night looking at the ceiling like, but why? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to make a comeback, but I'm already predicting for oh, the I think it is. London, Paris, and Milan to come that we're going to see lots of eye shimmer, eye glitter, eye color, like get out your shadow palettes. You know Pat McGrath's going to make a whole new palette after she's done with Fashion Week and we're going to have to start putting color on our eyelids. You know what the whole thing's reminding me of? Very like eye Tanya. Oh, the movie about Tanya Harding? Yeah, like just everything, the colors, well, the like claw the clips. 90s aren't going anywhere. They're definitely no, this back. Is, this is hardcore. Yeah, so there's your like New York Fashion Week recap. We'll keep an eye on what happens in Europe. Honestly, take it with a grain of salt. We're going to tell you how you're going to look good without doing all that shenanigans. <laughs> Anyone who has been even casually following the DCM social media controversy will know that there is too much for us to unpack, <laughs> even in this one episode. Yes, but in a brief primer, though, DCM uh, is a skincare company. DCM is the parent company of the skincare company, The Ordinary. Right. And that is an affordable skincare brand, which has been under fire this week, uh, this week, like this month, because the CEO, Brandon Truax, has been doing a bunch of Instagram posts, um, calling out basically everyone, (laughs) maybe not everyone, but a lot of people. He threw some shade at Tiffany Masterson from Drunk Elephant. Mm -hmm. They've since made peace. He has been very, very vocal about a lot of different issues, just peek onto The Ordinary, peek onto Brandon Truax's 
social media yeah. and you, you'll get the picture. And Go overreaching this whole thing is that he wants to be transparent. That's what that company's been about from the beginning. They tell you what ingredients are in there. It's They're inexpensive products. That's why they're making money because they're so honest. But with that honesty comes, maybe I'm thinking sometimes too much honesty. For example, he says that he wants to speak directly to his customers and that's why he's doing these videos on the, the brand's Instagram mm-hmm. feed. And he linked to an article being like, I'm not going to be like these other companies. The article he linked to was Unilever is threatening that they're going to pull all of their digital marketing from Facebook and Google if Facebook and Google don't clean up their act. So Unilever is going... What do re- they mean by clean up their act, though? Meaning, you know how there's fake news on Facebook? Like, people can do paid... Uh, things that look like news. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Russian government did that during the elections, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Unilever saying, listen, we're a family-friendly company. We want to be in an environment where everything is trusted, newsworthy, and, you know, safe for kids' eyes. Because there's also ways for, like, you know, rated R kind of stuff to get into a Facebook feed. So they're saying they're going to pull their digital marketing if everything's not super clean. So Brandon has jumped on that and said, look, I'm not going to do that. The real world isn't super clean. I'm just going to tell you like it is. It's two totally different arguments. He is grabbing the mic and he's saying, as a brand owner, I'm going to be completely unfiltered. This isn't about, you know, editing you right. know, our social Life media is so unfiltered. Social media is unfiltered. So I'm going to meet you on that place and tell you exactly what I think. Something that was interesting, and I've just never seen this before in my life, yeah. is, you know, they've been bought, Desiem was bought by Estee Lauder Company. I believe a while they weren't ago. bought, but they did a, a priority oh, they've been, yeah, yeah, they've been, yeah, I, forgive me. Um, they were, yeah, they're have an investment yes. by Estee Lauder Companies. Estee Lauder Companies is a very squeaky clean kind of company. Never, yeah, you're right. Super, super. They do not get their, they're a family company, yeah. you know, owned by this like Upper East Side yeah, you know, kind they, of company. When they bought Bumble and there was some falling out with Bumble, it was all under the Yes, rug. this is like very, um, this is not something that I can't imagine them wanting to get their nose dirty with this. And um, nose at a joint, whatever. So he has even tagged them on Instagram to say, sorry that miserable people keep tagging you because they wrongly think you controlled SEM. I love you. Say hi to Leonard, Fabrizio, Andrew. He's just naming <laughs> all the top brass at Lauder. Um, it's absolutely off, like unprecedented. I love it though. I feel like the curtain has been peeled back in the beauty industry for so long. You know, these companies sold to women under this glamorous umbrella of like, everything's perfect. Models are perfect. Our products are perfect. And I think that people are going overboard because they don't know everything yet, but I kind of love that they're getting in the weeds and learning about the backside of the business. It's it's absolutely like a, it's a a business story. It's beauty-tainment, even though it's pretty ugly. Yeah. But it's also political. It's so many things in one. This is this, you know. Do you appreciate his honesty? I'm going to go out there and say I appreciate the honesty. I feel like you take it with a grain of salt, but I like that he's doing this. What do you think? I am cringing watching this whole thing. Yeah. Um, because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love some of his charitable initiatives. Yeah. You know, with the whole Tiffany Masterson thing, he gave $25,000 to an elephant charity, you know, immediately. I thought that he has a lot of goodwill. But for me, it's not how I would have behaved yeah. in that situation. You know, I. But I also think he, you know, he's done a lot of things that I couldn't necessarily do. So, you know, I have some respect I, for I him. I have but, an idea. You know, 
I've met him before. Okay. Should I reach out and see if he'd want to come on the podcast? I would love Brandon to come out on the podcast I feel like we should and do discuss that. this. So who are we to talk about this and then not give him yeah. the opportunity to talk back? Brandon, I will email you separately, but for now, yeah, let's like hear more from him. I yeah, want to know this where this is, is going. So I think, you know, I just certain things I don't like to talk about in public, which I think you can tell from my how uncomfortably I'm answering this question. This isn't the vagina so episode. <laughs> I'm more comfortable discussing the, that with you. I think for me, oh really? I'm vaginas I, are less. Oh, because you want to be everybody to be polite and like. I just certain. I think certain things are better for certain venues. Okay. I mean, I just asked you today. I said, are we are we putting up photos of our bows for Valentine's Day? I think. Oh, on, yeah. on and social I like, media. No. I just, certain things are for different forums. Okay. So I'm less comfortable with this kind of sharing. Yes, but people giving money to companies, I think now they want to know who they're giving money to and what that company well, that's stands for. Everything, the whole power has shifted to the consumer, but I also don't think the consumer knows everything. Let's help teach them. Let's have Brandon on and we'll see what we Brandon, we got to discuss. We've got to discuss. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? 
They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. We're here with Lorraine Massey, who is the author of Curly Girl, the handbook, which was from almost a decade ago now, right? More. The first one was a decade. The second one was 11, 2011. And now you have a new book, Silver Hair, a handbook. You're also a longtime hairstylist and both a curly girl and a silver girl. (laughs) Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you for having me. Silver Girl, that sounds so nice. Yeah. Um, So we wanted to have you on to talk specifically about silver hair, and you're going to have to forgive me when I call it gray hair. I know we're doing a rebrand here. That's okay. But doing a rebrand. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that. But before we get into that, can you tell us, um, like, what your personal background is, how you even got into being a hairstylist? I know you've lived all over the world. Tell us. Well, being a curly girl, you know, curly girls are not born loving their hair. They Mm -hmm. have to learn to love their hair. So, of course, I, I hated my hair like a lot of curly girls do when they're at the, at the beginning, when they can look at themselves in the mirror. So it was only natural that I started, you know, I wanted to work in a salon. So I worked at my friend's um, mother's salon uh, Saturdays, every Saturdays after work, mm-hmm. um, after school. And um, that's it. I've been hairdressing all my life since literally 13 years old. So Wait, that was like wow. 20 years ago. <laughs> of course, just 20 years ago. Wait, at 13 you were in a salon? Where did you grow up? I was uh, the shampoo girl. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, uh, in Leicester, England. 
Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a factory industrial little town. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I, I started hairdressing. And then as soon as I, uh, at 16, I got my apprenticeship. And then um, I uh, tr- started to travel. Got my scissors and just <laughs> went everywhere. There's always somebody that needs a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so you can literally, I could park myself at a university, anywhere, and I would always get money for that day, for that night, you know, where I'm going to stay and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, on the beach in Boracay Island in the Philippines, it was amazing. You were cutting hair on the beach? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fun. I've always cut hair on the beach. It's a perfect place to cut hair. That's true. Because then you yeah. can just Easy dunk in and then you dry naturally. So that's probably where the natural thing came in as well. Amazing. It was always natural. So you've been, you know, you're known really for um, for a lot of things, but firstly for being a curly hair advocate, if yes, you know, I can absolutely. say that. And um, really, in about like 2001, I would say that's when you started talking about it. Yeah, it's funny because I haven't shampooed my hair in years and years and years. So as a hairdresser, I Wait, never... I mean, you, did you say you haven't shampooed your my, hair in years and years? I haven't probably shampooed my hair in probably 30 years. So you're sitting here now with like... Never shampooed. With 30 years of dirt in her hair. Your yeah. hair no, looks clean. <laughs> yes, so which is always a really interesting thing when I say that. So I kept, I, I started cleansing my hair actually in Hong Kong with this lovely hairdresser. He said to me, you know, my hair was like humidity of Hong mm. Kong too. He said, just wash your hair with conditioner. I don't think he realized he just gave me the pathway of loving my curls. So um, instantly it just so dawned when on was me. That? When did he say that? Uh, this was when I first moved to Hong Kong. It was a hairdresser friend of mine, God bless him. Mm. Uh, he's not with us anymore. But he said, why didn't you just wash your hair with conditioner? So and this I, was before the whole no poo oh, movement God. and all that. Absolutely. And this was much before 2001? Like, oh, what, this what is, are we talking about? We're talking 1980s. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So then I stopped, and um, but I never told him. I was afraid to tell him one, but I was actually still cleansing my hair, the movement of it, but I wasn't using detergent, shampoo, which shampoo is what creates the cuticles to lift, mm-hmm. and that's what creates the frizz. So I just did it without telling anybody, basically. Just water and conditioner. Water, water and, and conditioner, conditioner, and then rinse the conditioner, and then I would just put conditioner back in again. Mm-hmm. So I was still, uh, my scalp was getting cleaned, agitation cleans it. And then it would get rinsed. So mm-hmm. then um, years went by. I moved to New York. And a lot of curly girls are here in New York City. My, you know, So a lot of everyone was getting their hair blown out. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they walked outside and it was raining, their mm-hmm. hair would <laughs> curl back up. So that would go over and over and over again. That um, a lot of, you know, they would say, well, what are you doing? You know, how come you, your curls aren't as bad as mine yeah yeah so then slowly but surely I'd say well you know I don't use shampoo so it kind of went from there it was just a very slow trust because being a hairdresser I didn't believe anyone would be interested it wasn't it didn't even occur to me to share it is that why you wrote the book like well, to then, get that big secret out or well, did you have actually, a bunch no, of other I had no interest in writing the book so I won so my why'd clients. you write it <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's well, my kind cli- of a big thing to take on well exactly I'm Plus, I'm a hairdresser, and I never went to school, oddly, so Mm -hmm. I'm severely dyslexic, so I can't really write properly. That's why Michelle Bender, my beautiful co-writer, I love her so much, Mm -hmm. she helps me get it out of my head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting better, though. So uh, 
there, I, this gentleman from Workman Publishing, who's got a curly man, he come, he would come and get his hair cut with me, and um, I would talk about his hair as though it was a person, you know. So he said to me, "Well, why you should write a book?" And I said, "No, I, there's no way." Mm. So, Mr. Workman and Mrs. Workman, Carol Ann, they wrote me a letter and said, "Why don't you come in and we'll talk about it?" And I just I said, "No way." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, because I didn't really used to talk even. I was yeah. always quite quiet. So then, um, so they wrote me twice. And then the second time I said, okay, I'll go in. And we just started talking. And they took me, that day, they had me go and talk to the editor and said, let's do this. Because I've lived with this woman. Mr. Workman said, I've lived with that curly girl for the last 20 years. She drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So there is time you know, let's do it. So that's how it started. And then they just basically extracted it. <laughs> now, at that point, you were working at a salon or were you at your salon? Because you founded a salon. Yes, I did. I think our listeners need to know. Yes. Can well, we talk I, about that? Yes. <laughs> I used to, cu- well, first of all, I worked in um, a salon when I first moved here, but um, I I got fired, actually. <laughs> what did you do? Well, then I went home crying, you know, and um, the receptionist was nice enough to give everyone my number. So everyone would come to my kitchen, five-floor walk-up on Sullivan Street. Oh, my God. So I became this really, really busy hairdresser, but they had to go up five floors first. It's like a Fellini movie. <laughs> and um, But I would have, like, clients, you know, have their car waiting outside, you know, in a limo and, you know, They're a lady coming up floors. with... Yeah, with a fur coat on with gorgeous, yeah. So that's how I started my, my um, how it started. And then the dry cutting, because I didn't really have this a sink. This is Divachan. Yeah, like, what is the name of the salon? Like, drum roll. The oh, salon. Devachan. Yeah, Devachan, which <laughs> yes. was like... So it was kind I of revolutionary. That, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm so proud. I'm Did so you call proud. it Devachan when it was I in did. your apartment? No, I didn't. It was, um, it was kind of a given to me in a way, but um, Deva means... Uh, an angelic realm or the divas the devas they're um goddesses and gods and a chan apparently means a place a realm (laughs) i love it so um and it's a place that's always consistent and um your core place always you know if you're really your core's there you can go anywhere you want as long as you've got a strong core so um and curly hair you know you can pretend you don't have it but it's not going to go away yeah (laughs) so that's kind of your Consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you can go and blow, but blow it straight chemically. But it's like the tree it will always come back no matter what. Yeah. So at some point you're going to want to look after it and yeah. love it. And usually by the time a lot of people would get to our salon, it was because the hair was falling on the floor. You know, they treated it so badly. So a lot mm. of people didn't always want to come to us because they wanted to be free. It's because they had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> the hair wasn't going to survive if they weren't going to yeah. look after it. Yeah. Yeah, in your book, you talked about blow frying instead yeah. of blow drying. I yeah, love that. Because it is blow fried. A lot of women with curly hair do that. So you're, before we talk about silver yeah. hair, you're, you now use the name Curly World. World, yes. And you're still cutting hair, I imagine, right? I'm cutting hair. So what's Curly World about? Well, Curly World is really, um, it's just an extension of what I was doing mm-hmm. um, before. And uh, it's, I've got a, a cleanser uh, that is sulfate free too so I've got everything that um diva have I've got quite some really new breakthrough products coming so my first four is very 
a crossover, just chamfrey, mm -hmm. terms and conditions. Mm. Uh, it's autobiographical as well. <laughs> um, and you're still doing your dry cutting technique, which I know absolutely. so many people have copied over the years. Absolutely. But it's very, it, it's, it makes sense. I mean, look. For curls or for everyone? For, uh, actually, everybody. Think about it. Like, our hair is considered a fiber. Um, hair goes under the same molecular structure as fur, wool, and feathers. So if you think about, if I'm going to design a dress for you, I'm not going to design it on wet fabric because it's going to shrink. So anything wet expands and it, everything contracts when it's dried. Like even if it's a minute. Yeah. So even, so when you splay the hair just naturally, you just sit naturally, standing up, sitting down, you can see where your hair lands in its resting state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So even in the book, actually, I've got a lot of naturally straight clients, which a lot of people don't really know that, but I love anything natural, whether you're unbelievably straight, tiny wave, lots of, just working with what your fabric does naturally. Right, right. Yeah. And you can't see it when it's wet. My hair, when it's wet, you'd think it was down to here and you'd mm -hmm. think I have waves. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then it dries, it's like a shapeshifter and a transformer. And then, you know, right. all of a sudden I've got all these, on, you know, none of them are the same right. either. And you, won't, you cannot see that when it's a stretched, one-dimensional fabric. So how could you cut it that way? It makes no it, sense. It's just logic. And I'm not doing it because I want to be different. Oh, I want to be known. It's just, <laughs> uh, this is actually, it started off with a really horrible haircut that I got many years ago. And when it was wet, it was here. And then when it dried, it was here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. This side, You're going from your ribs to your cheekbone. Yeah. And then one side was up to here. So I said to the, my hairdresser at the time, his body was never found. <laughs> I said to him, so why is it uneven this side and shorter on this side? Why is it longer? And he says, well, when it's wet, it's even. Yeah. Oh, that was so, his answer. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't walk around with wet hair, but sir. I don't, exactly. <laughs> right, and that was right. it. So in a way, he was my biggest teacher. As much as it took me probably four years to grow that particular, because curly hair, it, our trajectory is so tight. It grows out, not down, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's why we're devastated when we get a horrible haircut, because we know, oh, don't worry, it'll grow. It's not like that for curly <laughs> girls. Because you know when people say that, it's mm. kind of annoying, because our hair, it's not like that. And I think that's why a lot of curly girls who are not in love with their hair, still loves to blow fry it right. because then it stretches it out. Yeah. Right. And you said you love anything natural. Anything. And we talk about growth. So let's get into okay. the big topic, which is silver <laughs> hair and growing it out and all that. Yeah. So why write this book now? It's almost a, you did a handbook for curly yeah. hair, what, almost 20 years ago now. Now you're doing a handbook for silver hair. What well, inspired you? If I can be honest with you, I wanted to do Silver Sirens right after the first book because I've always been interested. I've seen it. It's just like you, when you're in something, it's all you hear and all you see. Right. So I'm behind the chair and all I hear was, Oh, look at my roots. Let's cover them. Yeah. Um, oh, why is my hair frizzy? You know, let's straighten it out. So I, you hear the same thing over again, you know. So you realize there's a need here. There's something mm -hmm. missing. So what I started to realize that most of my clients, I mean, really young, they had silver hair, but it was being hidden. And a couple of times, uh, a few would allow their silver to grow, grow out. But we're talking stunning, like stunning, stunning, stunning. But nobody ever saw it as that. So I've been wanting to do this book for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. And it's the quicksilvers that really will probably enjoy this book. And I call the quicksilvers the ones that go and get the hair colored every three weeks. Yeah. 
And they're mm. the ones that I think this book will probably be so freeing for them. So the premise of the book is, no, you really can grow out your silver hair. Yes. <laughs> right? And, and look amazing as well, too. And a lot of people will say, oh, I, I can't have curly hair. My curl's frizzy. That's what we hear Right. It's time. a similar conversation from the curly hair to the gray, to gray hair, Exactly. Frankly. I might as well just take my curly girl book, just scribble out curls and just write silver instead of curls and then it's exactly mm-hmm. the same guide them wow. through the process yeah. because they have to grow it out and it's just daunting it's daunting to see what you've got under there because you haven't seen ever seen it actually because you would probably started coloring it the moment you saw one strand then you've been coloring it coloring it so all these ladies we've interviewed they're 50 now yeah they were 18 when they saw their first silver mm-hmm. so they've been coloring all this time spent so much time, you know, in the salon and, you know, the way they describe it, it's almost like it's hell. That's another Having thing. to go to the salon a lot. Just talking yeah. to them. It's like they're, one of lady described it as like time of the month, like a yeah, period. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> so, so what are some of the, because this is what happens to me, as you know, I have a silver streak. Gorgeous. Full disclosure. And Jenny's in the book too. <laughs> in the book with a little page, along with um, so many other cool, amazing women sharing their hair journeys. The thing is, people are really nervous to do this. Yes. What are some of the common things you would hear when you'd see you'd see beauty and you'd be yeah. like, that's beautiful gray hair. What are women saying to you is their reason for not letting Doing it be natural? They've always got a straw man. The straw really? man is their husband. Uh, their kids would never let me do this. My um, my boyfriend, there's no way. My boy, Oh, I'm in an industry. Nobody would accept it. But it's a lot of it is self-inflicted huh. because, you know, you have know. They ever, yeah, have they ever heard feedback from these people or they just imagine? I think a lot. I think 90% is imagined. <laughs> it's the same with curly hair. Mm. Oh, I can't be curly because um, it's unprofessional. So it would, you can't say that to somebody oh you I can't you can't work here because your hair's gray or I you know you it's just unheard of these days it's their projection about yeah. what gray hair means to them to them their their grandmother or somebody it bothers you know somebody right. in now, their life I picture um I have gray a lot of gray hairs coming in that really? I yeah that I die but, but just new newly is this a no, new thing no probably I think when I turned like like late twenties, I started noticing them coming really? fast and furious. And then this wow. year, oh, it's it's been yeah, it's Quicker. very serious. Now it's <laughs> very serious. serious. Yeah. So how often are you going to the salon to get um, it colored? I should be going every month, but I don't because you're able I, to hide it somehow. Do no, you? I just don't. I don't have the time to go every month. <laughs> Do you put a powder on? Do you know, a lot of ladies like to put powders on. Or I'm like, um, curious about getting involved in the powders, but yeah. there it's not like oh, there's a one, there's one little spot. Yes. They're all over. over. So where where I don't even know where to start. It's yeah. not like... Really? Wow. I don't know. Where do you even deal with though. the powders? Yeah, exactly. And also, do you know what I hear from colorists too is that these powders, you know, they're using it all the time that when they go to get the color, it, it <gasps> creates a little bit of a resistance. That's a hot tip. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, so you have to be careful that they're not waxy. You know, I yeah. the powdery stuff, you know, I, I just... it's. Basically, eyeshadow. I believe yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's like high pigment eyeshadow. <laughs> so the, that can rinse off really well. But I yeah. think when it comes to um, waxy mascaras or mm-hmm. other some things, of the sprays are like a waxy powder kind of thing, and it leaves a residue. I think it might be great for like if you're going for an event or you have a big meeting, yeah. and make you, make you feel better. But yes. I just I feel like I touch my hair all the time. That it's not like I have this one part line where it's yes. like that's where it is and it will stay there. But anyway, what I was thinking is. 
you know, there are some women, and forgive me if this question isn't, it might not sound very nice. Okay. Some women, I think, have amazing silvery white hair. Right. Like Emmy Lou Harris, em- for example. Yes. Beautiful, perfect, amazing. Um, who's the woman that's with CoverGirl now? Oh, um, May Musk. Oh, yeah, May Musk. May Musk, yeah. May Musk, exactly. Gorgeous. Yes. But I feel like if I, like, when the time comes when I have gray all yeah. over, that's not in my DNA. It's going to be... be it's going to be like, like a salt grizzled, and pepper. What's that? That, like, scrubby, the dish scrub? Steel wool. Steel wool, yeah. <laughs> salt and pepper, like a darker uh, gray yeah. texture. I know it. I know it. So yes, are, are just, some people just, like, you know, it's nice for you to be like, oh, everyone go gray. Yeah. But, like, if... What if you're, you're not just, good gray? Yeah, no, I mean, no, if you're no, not no, good I'm, gray, like, that's... Trust me, I'm sorry. you. Sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you on it all the way. Um, because I, I, that's why this book is, I, I'm, I've enjoyed it so much because I'm not a colorist and I'm on the inside looking mm-hmm. out and, and doing the research. I love it. And I'm, you know, you're one color box away from coloring it again, mm. if you don't like it. And this to me is where the, right now in color, it is so creative. The, the world of color right now has become so creative. So I'm. I'm not saying it's not for everybody. This is not for everybody. Oh, I love that you're not saying you, even you, if you don't like your gray, should go oh, gray. No, you with, still have to see what you're working exactly. with. Exactly. Right? With curly hair, it's a different thing because yeah. I've got this thing about you know if you blow it and then go curly, blow it, go curly. It's never you hear them are there and right. the hair's never hit. But when it comes to color, it's to me it's like this um, just more exploring. Like okay, do, let's uncover it. What is there and then see what's there and then maybe even come up with a different palette considering what you might have underneath. Yeah, you talked about in the book, you said a lot of people think they don't have good gray hair, but that's because they're looking at it at next to their dyed hair. It's attached. so how how long do you how think? Do you find out? Yeah, yes. how long, you do give this tip though. Like, how long do you think you need to let it grow before you can see what you're working with? Okay, so here we go. Let's yeah, get into it. It's it's got to be three months. And to me, I'm three thinking months. the winter is really good to okay. do it because then you can wear hats and things. So if you're going out, you know, and, and you're worried about it, you can wear hats or you can. With three months, so if you've got the three months line here, there are things you can do with like pins and that to like almost bring that yeah. the color part she has together. This tip about like a bobby pin coated in gel and you weave it through like you're sewing along your part line <laughs> and you, you can, can kind of like hide it. Hide it. Really? The yeah. book is genius, I, people, I, by I, the okay, way. I got it. Okay, so <laughs> what if, okay, let's just pretend I, well, I mean, th- let's say I wanted to like, see this whole thing through once they come yeah. in more all in all in yeah. all in. would you ever recommend I have dark red hair for those who don't know who are listening yes. she has like gorgeous light. hair by thank <laughs> you would it be like this This may sound so nutty lightening no. the rest of my hair to blend yes. in so that's not like old mother hubbard up yes. top and then red hair here I think it would I would enjoy the journey I would enjoy because because I just don't would want like a crown of gray and then bam red. See, I would love to know. I would love to see you just before you go for color because I have a feeling you don't have as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you have sparkles. I get a feeling you've, you've got like I like souls. You're trying to change the language around yeah. all this too. It's not gray. It's silver. It's, yeah, I know. Sparkled. I feel badly that I said old mother Hubbard. No, <laughs> because because that's a connotation. Like the other day, I saw one of the models and she had gone back to color and she hid. She was like one of the models um, from your book who yeah. has gray oh, gray hair. Yeah. Yeah. She felt bad. I was like, no, 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 honey, babe, if that's what you want, it's fine. She said, well, I went back to my old colorist, and he said that I looked, it looked like a battleship gray. And she said, just the word in. Just battleship. 
she said, color it again. Wow. It, it was the way he said, and he was very like, it looks like battleship. And actually, it, it is. Sparkle isn't. sounds nice. She has, she has really beautiful whitish hair. But like um, uh, Musk's mom, what was you, her name? May. May, 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 yeah. Well, uh, her hair, I don't think when it was growing up, became it was white just like that maybe it was gradual mm-hmm. you know and maybe pictures mm. of her it was a darker silver and then over time it became also white. why i hear us saying that like lighter white hair is better than darker and i don't I, like that I you don't. know you can't say that about skin tone or something so why would you say <laughs> yes, that about i know no, we're serious gonna, no shit. It's, it's very to similar to the conversations we've had about curly hair back in the day where you would call it frizzy and a fro and Fro-y, it wasn't yeah. office appropriate. Yeah. And now it's like, no, those are curls and they're textured and they're, they can mm. be professional. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it's funny how gray hair hasn't yet gone through that like process. No, no. It seems to me. It isn't. Until you see how many young girls have it, it's nuts. Yeah. What about Jessica Biel on the red carpet last week? She allowed... Did you see that? I article? didn't notice. No, yeah, she had she, some... she allowed her tinsels to show. She tinsels. deliberately. Wait, I thought didn't that she just kind of had like blondish. I was looking at that. <laughs> I was looking at Getty there. I was like studying Getty. I didn't even notice. Maybe it's because it was the whole right. look. You're right. I, I, I believe you. I, no, but I kind of zoomed in and was like, yeah. oh, she doesn't really have that much. Whereas I think that's yeah. a lot of us, are, we, we have a little bit of dysmorphia when it comes to ourselves. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, we see things that other people don't see. And a lot of a lot of it is just happens by accident as well. Yeah. 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 A lot wow. of it, a lot of people that decided to go gray it was an accident something came up and they couldn't go to the colorist so if you're someone who's listening and you know you have gray hair in there which i'm starting to realize is way more people than let Mm -hmm. on and way younger than they realize one thing you could do like you said was maybe to lighten the ends so they're closer to the gray so the line of demarcation isn't that great you also talk about like color oops and dye removers in the book do those really work like if you have five years of brown dye on your ends are you going to be able to take it out it is she's shaking so her head interesting. <laughs> no because Why? it depends i mean it depends the length of your hair what you've been through yeah um are you still shampooing have you been blow frying so to me like if blow you frying. <laughs> but if you come in and you want to do that i would be quite hesitant as a colorist i mean i would probably have you sign something first if you're going to try and strip out the color yes. that's there and if you're so really that might dark. not be the best route well, no, my best, you know, the best is your, the way you've done it. And what's that for people who the don't rogue. know? The rogue. She this. has this rogue streak, which is amazing. And to me, if you want to introduce yourself to your color, then keep Let up. one section of it Because you're not denying gray. that you're not silver. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, too. It's like, no, I'm lo- I love my hair. I love coloring it, but I'm also not denying it. So to me, having like a little peak, you know... Um, underneath like here if you're afraid let one grow up just so you can see what it looks like what color it might be carry on as usual I, yeah that's interesting yeah. i have a friend who she parts her hair from her ear to ear yeah. takes the top up and dyes that um and then she's been letting the bottom half <gasps> come out so that she still feels like her roots when she parts it are looking yes. good but she'll be able to see what that bottom half you know is going to look like that is, is that a good technique perfect technique because then it can start that's how i start i started growing from oh you did that first oh yeah and then I colored the top for a little bit, and then after a while, I went the opposite direction. So then, um, yeah. So that's the perfect way is to allow the underneath, and then just if, and then by the if end, you've got long hair, yeah, yeah, and you can get to know what color mm-hmm. you have. We tend to be darker in the back, though. Our, mm-hmm. our, no matter what, you can see the whitest, whitest hair, and you'll probably see there'll always be a little darker patch at the back. Yeah. But I think to introduce one 
streak. So a lot of people, of course, is really very white around the front. Just take one piece out. Don't be afraid. What you do is you take the piece, put a little conditioner on it, probably wrap it in a little pin curl, clip it, and let your colorist or if you color it, color Go around, around it. Mm -hmm. And then keep doing that for however many months you know, and see what you work with. By the time you're with. ready, it's yeah. probably going to be fast. If, if, you're, if you're a Quicksilver um, <laughs> and you're going in every three to four weeks, it, it's going to be out in no time. And usually the front sometimes can be a little shorter anyway, so yeah. it will probably grow out a little faster. So this is like all talking about how to transition. Yeah. I mean, is that the word for it? it sort yeah, of is. it's transitioning. Yeah. It really what is. if you get through the transitioning and then you decide you, you don't want to do it or you hear from other people because yeah. some women in your book were talking about how people say to them it looks like she's given up or yes that's what are your thoughts on that that's interesting because there is a difference of you know yeah you've let, letting yourself go um letting yourself go and letting go are two different things i think you know, where um, some are just, they're just tired of doing it. Some have to do it for health reasons. Um, it's, it's really, um, it's really about, it's about them. I think they've just decided, like, it, this is for me now. I'm really sorry. Because Jen in the book, her husband didn't want her to do it. Mm -hmm. And he actually came at the why first sit-in. Why didn't he want her to do he it? He just wasn't happy that his wife was going to have uh, silver hair. What does that mean to people? Um, well, I think I mean, obviously he... it means something different to everyone. You can't yes. speak for everyone. But he was, I think he was worried. I think it was just his thing. But Jen was in such a place. She was doing yoga. She was learning to be a teacher. And she said, this doesn't align with where I'm at right now. Mm. And you're going to have to accept me. Um, as I am, I'm sorry. She Dude, was we very deal with a guy, and then he goes bald and gets fat. So what's well, <laughs> exactly. So you know, my friend who said, you know, I signed up for a blonde. Her husband said to her, I signed up for a blonde when mm. I, we got married. And she's, mm. you know, I said, you should have said, well, I signed up for a guy with hair and no belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just to, just to hear those kind of things, and mm -hmm. it's got to be where you're at. And if you're, it depends on how are you fragile. You're that fragile that you're going to let somebody. Else, determine what how you feel mm -hmm. so I think a lot of it is just experimental because if you go you know like the movie Ad Advanced Style is one of my favorite <laughs> documentaries oh, yeah. uh -huh. there's all these amazing women in it that you don't even think you just look at them and see their energy and you're not mm -hmm. even paying attention to the fact that they're silver right so it, we're all just bundles of energy and mm -hmm. we can't be that fragile that we allow other people to tell us how we should look yeah. It's got to be a, your choice and you can't, you know, if you've got to, you know, when you know when it's time though, you do, you really do. What do you hear from women? Like what's the pushback from women? You've said what you've heard from, you know, some of their spouses or yeah. it's, is it about, it's, is it about age or is it yes. just about self-perception? It is about age, but then I don't, I don't think I've mentioned the word age much in the book because that's just a made up word anyway. And, um, you know, so, and then when you start to meet girls who are 19 years old who is in the book mm -hmm. and young kids on the street with naturally gray hair mm -hmm. uh, I've tried you know I go up to everybody and the, the younger ones don't want to be there was a young boy I just stopped the other day he's 14 years old with a great big gray streak mm -hmm. and I asked him would you be interviewed and he was like no way you know like he was embarrassed he hadn't Aww. quite come to terms mm -hmm. with it but he can't get rid of it either because it's yeah. it's profuse you know he can't be coloring it he's 14 14 yeah. years old what about you personally what was your reason for letting your silver grow in 
Well, I mainly because of the book, but I've always been interested anyway. I thought, well, let me just see what's underneath. Let's just just go in there and look. And I'll be honest with you, I've had some, you know, issues as well, and I'm still going to be experimenting. Yeah. But um, I do want to see what it looks like. I do want to see what it looks like. Wait, what are I'll, your issues now? Well, now I want to know. Because I am doing the book, I did go cold turkey. Yeah. Up to here, so I had much more And you gray. photograph your grow-out process so yeah. people can mm-hmm. see and, what and they... It, and it's yeah. not pretty, too. Like, <laughs> the book is very... It's like a reality show on, on in, in book form. I didn't want it... I didn't want to fluff it over. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard growing it out and... You know, the best way to do it would be cutting it, cropping it, you know, putting like a white uh, bleach on it and putting a toner on it. That would be the best way to do it, really. And that would be the quickest way to do it. But no one's going to do that. Not many women are going to do that. Can pull off a platinum pixie. Oh, I think they could pull it off. It's just But they just wouldn't go there. They wouldn't do it. I think everyone would look gorgeous with short (laughs) pixie hair. I mean, I used to cut everybody's hair that way um, to cut the curls off. Jess and I are sitting here like... Not us. No, no, no. Exactly. So nobody's going to do that. So we're going to have to learn to go around it. But again, it depends on how much there'll be people dying to the end. You know, my friend's mom dyed her hair till the end. Mm -hmm. Till her last day, she dyed her hair. She was 90 years old. Yeah, but I'm thinking of my Oma who's passed. And like, she wasn't fooling anyone. It was like that weird orangey red when you dye... That's you what know, they call it, the hot roots, because it's... Hot roots. Hot roots. <laughs> that sounds so, like, that's like a movie, hot roots. Yeah. Love it. But um, but it doesn't adhere anymore, so the color actually oh. just starts to reject. Oh, it God, doesn't. No. So is that's that because gray is so porous? Yes. It, it won't penetrate. It's so oh, strong. That, this is, that's what my colorist told me. Yes. She was like, oh, my God, your hair is hard. She yes. said, yeah, it's very it, it hard doesn't for it to adhere. Easier. Have you found that when you were interviewing women, some had a better, the dye took better than others? Yes, but then it would turn a color in a couple of... That's why blue toners are really fantastic oh, right now. because it oxidizes so quickly. So as soon as it goes God. to the atmosphere... Especially you being a redhead, I feel and like... It's, it's, like we, I was a special case. Like, we didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> really? It was like I was on the table. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And the thing is, if you're still... Kidding! Shamp- <laughs> if you're still shampooing, it's even double. Pour some shampooing. Okay, so how about this? I know, I know you're mad. I know you're mad. Just, listen, just as a logic... Okay. Your hair's a fiber. Mm-hmm. It goes under the, se- the same molecular structure as fur, wool, and feathers. Okay. If you tie-dye something, if you dye a fabric, the last thing you're going to do is go and wash it, right? Because you'll see the water. Yes. You'll see the color the come color out. The color come out, yeah. So the only thing in hairdressing, I've been hairdresser all my life, all, I di- all I've done is just dissect it and take out the things that didn't make sense. So if I'm dyeing a fabric, why would I shampoo it two seconds after the, the, the buzzer just went off? You're losing at least. Two, you're losing color. Will come out. Yeah. It deoxidizes about, the hair. We, what about greasy roots? It, that's just. It's just something that we've been brainwashed to think that's what happens. So if I can show you my greasy roots. Well, your grease comes from your hands, because like you said, I touch. I touch. Touch, and it, it, that's all it is, because our hands sweat. So constantly touching, 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 that's where your grease comes from. But about products? So with pro- so it's all I'm saying is don't use detergent. Detergent. Okay, okay, yeah. But still wash. You still yeah, have yeah, to yes, wash yes, your yes. And she's making finger motions when she says yes. wash. Yeah. Yeah, like, like you have to, oh, what did you say, agitate? 
Like agitate movement is cleaning. That'll everything. get those little oil molecules to rinse out, even without the surfactant. But the thing is, we don't have that many oil molecules. Is oh. what they say that we do because, especially curly hair, there's no way we. I would dream. I would. Dream you want to be, oily? <laughs> yeah, give me grease. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I would wake up saying, "Would is it greasy today?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and some of us don't have greasy hair at all we, we dream about having greasy hair so <laughs> Wait, now that she said that you do touch her hair a whole lot i know i do it all day i long. think i must too but i don't and it know always gets i just always like on my laptop and was like oh, give, to the left but, to the right <laughs> <laughs> but also um, think about it it's just all i feel like I, I like to do is i want to just attune you to the hair that you're wearing you have this is your crown and glory it's the most beautiful thing. It's the mm. first thing we see in your eyes. But if you think about it, you're putting your hands through your hair. One, <laughs> two. But also you lose hair. Yeah, when you oh, break yeah. your you, fingers through, sure. Yes, so 20 times, 50 times a day, 50 times a week, eight times. And that's when, as we mature, a lot of women are like, oh, my hair's getting thin around the front. Like, yeah. Well, you've, you've actually touched it in front of me. Like 50, 50 times. times. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just pointing, it's just food for That's thought. That's a really, yeah, I definitely notice it. Is a lot of people don't want to hear what I have to say, though, you know, because well, I am pretty, no. I'm just, I'm just honest, you know, about some of the things, because body language says mm. a lot. Yeah. And hair is, it's your, you take it with you wherever you go. You can't take this one off. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like throw it away like we do our, and people would actually spend more on a bag or a piece of clothing than they would on a gorgeous conditioner. Too, or you would go and get your cup of coffee that costs five dollars, you know, but have like a five dollar conditioner, but you'll spend five dollars on a cup yeah. of coffee. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So um, you once your hair grows in though, you're you're saying your hair is drier because it's curly. Gray hair is drier too, right? So some of these women that you worked with to transition to silver hair, did they have to change up the products that they used? You may have to use a little bit more conditioner because uh, the cuticles do rise. Um, so just actually uh, putting conditioner on, more conditioner on when you're, you're cleansing and just leaving some in. So the hair just like gets a drink. Like not rinsing fully. Yeah. It's just the hair's getting a drink. And also you have to think of your hair like you would a dress. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, if you wake up in the morning and, you know, you, look, you know oh, I'm going to cleanse today, but I'm kind of liking what it looks like. But mm -hmm. this part bothers me. Why not just cleanse that one That's part? A good point. Just spot the cleanse. Yeah. Spot, spot cleanse. cleanse. That's exactly It's what always it... just in the front that looks oily yeah. anyway. So then you take that, like mm. a toupee, mm -hmm. and just put it under the water. So you're, you're sectioning off the top I of think, your hair. Yeah, girls with bangs do that, right? Like yeah. they'll just wash their yeah. bangs. Yeah, so why not everywhere else? Smart, smart and you can lady. Go, you, you can go a whole week without, you could go a whole week, because we've become 1950s again. People are going to the salon once a week to get their hair blown out. We used to do that once a week with the, in the 50s. With yeah. the curlers yeah. and yeah. things, yeah. So we haven't changed much. and That seems silly. Why do we all, all want to look the same? I don't yeah. get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I just don't, because everyone's got a gorgeous, whatever it is, it's beautiful. So for salt and pepper hair, right. sometimes I can get like a yellowish cast. Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, absolutely. How do you prevent that? Well, it, it, you can just use a blue toner. That's mm. all. It's really, but not sh a blue shampoo because then that's counteractive too because you're using a blue toner with detergent, then mm -hmm. it's helping just But slightly. then rinsing itself out in yeah, a way. Exactly, but it, the, shampoo, the detergent's drying your hair out. So you're... So you like a bluish conditioner. It's counterintuitive, yeah. So Which ones me, do you like? Um, there's one called With or Without You. Ooh. 
Wait, you're smiling like you know the no, name of it. No, it's a cute name. It's a really cute That's name. That's my product. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really lovely, and it makes your hair actually shine. Your hair shines. And mm. with curly hair, you don't get shine. No. Right. To the point when, you know, I was making it with this chemist, and when I was trying it out, I, I was like, my hair's too shiny for this. <laughs> I was like, did you do, did you put something in it that I like wouldn't agree with? Like it too well. Yeah, I wasn't, I don't trust shine, because I always feel shine like comes from silicone or something so but no it's uh there's resurrection plants there's uh bamboo fiber in there so I've got a lots of really lovely ingredients but I did you know I'm a little jaded sometimes when it comes to ingredients and things like that that I really want to make sure that there was nothing put in there that I didn't approve of you know right. but they are they are assured me that it was um it was uh it, up to Lorraine standards. <laughs> yeah. So blue conditioner, not blue shampoo, if you're a gray Absolutely. person that's getting a little yellowy looking. Yes, and Got with it. or without you is for people with color, so blondes would love it. Yeah. And actually, you know, flirty brunettes would love it too. Okay. Yeah. Actually, what, any color tone could work. Um, so what do, you, what do you use now? Like what? For your well, I'm on rations at the moment because... What does that mean? Well, my products <laughs> are not out yet. Okay. So I got some samples, so I'm... You know, I call them up going, more oh, please. Mm -hmm. So because it's in production, I've, I was given like a little bit. So I'm just using like the tiniest bit. Meanwhile, if you could see her, there's not any frizz, which is crazy. Really? No, it's beautiful. And she has very curly hair. Beautiful hair. Stop, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so I, I'm really proud of this one. These this Curly is, World products that are coming soon. They are We'll lovely. have to put a link on our blog when they come out. Thank you. What about, what about your lovely skin? Because this is Fat Mascara. We ask about That's all right. types of products. Well, by the way, I love your podcast because I listen to them. Thank you. Um, I just use my friend's uh, oil. It's uh, like Jordan Sam Samuel Skin, and it's an oil. What is it I called? Am so Jordan Samuel Skin. Okay, Jordan Samuel's. And um, my friend Julio came out with a really beautiful life skin. He calls it life oil. And um, he, uh, it's merengue oil from. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That from his, where, it, um, mm. yeah. So just and your oils, just, just your face oils. oils and you're good to go? You see, because I believe oils for the skin, because your skin has, you know, pores and it penetrates, mm. it takes things in. I believe I really love oils for the skin when you're really dry because I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Curly girls tend to be drier skin as well. Huh. Um and I don't like oils for the hair though. I've totally gone off oils for the hair because Why is I've, that? well it's just another science project. Mm -hmm. But if you think about oil, if you get oil on your sure. clothes, mm -hmm. you know, especially wool, it, it will stain it. And yes. you can never get it off. Salad dressing, for sure. Right. I've been there. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Right. So our hair is a fiber. So I've been, f all this time, we've been putting oils on our hair. So when you think oil and water do not mix. Yeah. 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 So we've been repelling hydration from our hair. Like so we've, we've, yeah. we've been doing the opposite. We've been thinking we're hydrating it. But actually, uh, when your water, you know, when you go to mm -hmm. cleanse it the next day, the water literally falls off it. I've been in a situation, um, many situations, where the water's just repelling the hair. When you're washing um, a client's hair, and do you ask them, and they're like, oh, I use argon oil or whatever. All these, uh, yes, and they're all silicone because a lot of them are so expensive. Pure argon oil, do you know how much it costs? So it'll have argon <laughs> and dimethicone. Yes. And you're basically putting a water repellent 
on your hair. Yes, which at first for a curly girl, it's like, hallelujah, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the next week, the next, then it just erosion sets in and the hair is not breathing. Mm-hmm. And actually color doesn't, is sustained either that you you can't get the you'll never get the perfect color Maybe too. That's why you're resistant, Jess. Jess, so what I don't are you think using? So. No, she knows what she uses. Okay, <laughs> your hair is, is beautiful, and you know if you could see her, like just, <laughs> you will not believe what she's saying. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> now. I'm thinking you might go silver after you read Lorraine's book. Hmm. Do, do, but you're not interested yet, though, are no. you? No. And it's no, like you and said, it's, not, it's, it's not. I'm not anti-silver, like either. You know, like as an idea, it's just not for me. Yeah, and that's what you said. You'll know when you're ready. You'll know, and yeah. it doesn't have to ever be for you either. Yeah, but there are just people out there that just having the conversation on the street or anywhere. There, that people are so open to talking about yeah, what, it. What do you think when you see like younger girls, like in their twenties, with like am, the I'm just bad. But have act, no, but that have actively dyed their hair. Oh, oh like silver. silver. Oh, yeah, di- dying to be silver, which yeah, is yeah. Does so that make you giggle? Amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I think it's just. It's it's because of I think Frozen the movie Frozen yeah I get that all the time the Frozen thing you do yeah it's just like broadening the what we think broadening of as a woman. yeah broadening what you yeah. what is beautiful so yes. I think that's always a positive yes, thing. yes I do and it really is about energy in the end though too yeah. isn't it yeah you know having amazing positive well outlook. thank you so much for coming it's on a thank you we'll thank you. be talking about Pearly World when that when your products launch and I for now that. the book is Workman Publishing right yes we'll um, put a link on our yes. blog yes. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Lorraine. Guess what it's time for? What's it time for? To raise a wand. We haven't sang in a while, so I just wanted to jazz it up there. Um, should I go first or should you? Go for it. Okay. I am raising a wand to Crave's Glowberry Glistening Skin Oil Serum. What's that? If you remember, we went to the Indie Beauty Expo. Met a bunch of creators. Met this woman, Janet, who has... Uh, oh, her- Janet! You yeah. met Janet, too. Um, Janet! Who could forget Janet? Janet! She makes uh, products with CBD oil. And I know you're still like, there's the research isn't out yet. And I agree. They are researching still what the benefits of CBD oil are on your skin. However, anecdotally, I can say this oil has been amazing for my redness and my cheeks that I always get in the winter. Oh, that's good. Which is sort of, I think it's rosacea, a little inflammation, whatever. But the reason I like this, I love a good face oil. It's prickly pear, I think, is the base oil. Well, we know that prickly pear has some good benefits. Yeah, very antioxidants. That's nice. But it also has a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of shimmer. So I put it on my cheeks, and then I feel like I'm less red, but I also have sort of like a a subtle highlight. Like, it's not like a strobe situation. So you're getting skincare benefits, moisture, Little glimmer. It's just like, okay, I'm looking blah in the winter. Here we go. Crave. And, and we love that indie beauty vibe. Yeah. she's She started the whole company. That's a good part, we're too. Supporting the small guys. Sp- supporting the little guys. That. Okay. Who are you supporting this week? Well, we're, I'm taking a, a sharp left turn here. Yeah. I'm going totally luxe. Okay. Totally luxe. My crave was luxe. It just was indie luxe. Well, we're, we're breaking the bag. We're pushing oh, the Oh, God. What are you going to give us? I am raising a big, fat, fabulous wand to Diana Vreeland's outrageous, simply divine eau de parfum. Um, it's a gorgeous line. I will allow it. Okay. Listen. Forgo your car payment. <laughs> Forgo your Amex bill. Take the hit, baby. Okay? What does it smell like? Tell us. Tuberose. Times 10, 
some Lang Lang, orange flower, sandalwood, amber woods. This is a sexy floral for people who are fearless. But you're not usually a white floral type. Here's the thing. What, how is this I've different? I've experienced, I was very into white florals in my 20s. Oh, okay? okay. I know many of you are on the floor right now because you can't believe I'm not in my 20s. It's true. Okay. Resuscitate, resuscitate. <laughs> I am a woman. And lately, my appetites have changed. This is I'm a in woman's the, perfume. I am in the mood. I've like, it's like, you know when you... Like there was a time where I was obsessed with shrimp, like in my like late teens and twenties, I was eating shrimp like it was going out of style, and then suddenly I stopped eating shrimp. It was like disgu- I was like, disgusted. I've had this thing recently with fragrance. I do. I want a fragrance. It was like an appetite change. I want a fragrance that says I'm not fooling around. Do you think it's because you're getting married? Maybe because you're all grown up. I want a fragrance that says no more games. This is a no more games floral. It says, I don't wear heels, but it's like this fragrance, this fragrance says like, guess who's coming around the corner? Clack, clack, clack. This is a fragrance that I know I'm going to lose friends over this fragrance because it's so polarizing. It's like, guess who's here? I like that. It's like a fur coat and we, we discussed already, I don't wear fur. This is a fur coat fragrance. I think Diana Vreeland would, would be proud of the description I, you just gave. I think so. Amazing. So watch out, people. Simply divine. thank you so much for listening we're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that but if you really want to help us out which would be amazing please go over to itunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars five please that would be incredible and if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog you can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com we'll even read your letters on the air so profesh so profesh imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.